Welcome to our Clothe with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Thursday, July the 27th, 2023. It is the 16th Thursday of Ordinary Time, and our gospel today, our reading is from the gospel according to St. Matthew. The disciples approached Jesus and said, why do you speak to the crowd in parables? He said to them in reply, because knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven has been granted to you, but to them it has not been granted. To anyone who has, more will be given and he will grow rich. From anyone who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because they look but do not see and hear but do not listen or understand. Isaiah's prophecy is fulfilled in them, which says, You shall indeed hear but not understand. You shall indeed look but never see. Gross is the heart of this people. They will hardly hear with their ears. They have closed their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts and be converted, and I heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. Amen, I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. So like I always say, I prepare a sermon, but then as I'm reading the gospel, there's more that comes to me uh, as I'm reading. I was thinking just now of investing in a bank or, or any kind of uh, you know money account. You either have it or you don't. But if you have it, then it's going to accrue interest and you're going to have more. If you didn't save up any money, you didn't put anything in the bank, you're not going to have anything. It doesn't matter how much time goes by. If there's no money, there's not going to be any money. Whereas if you invest, yes, there's. it's not just going to be what you put in. It's going to be more and more and more. And I guess I was just thinking about people today. They're not investing anything in their eternal salvation. The day's going to come and it's going to be too late. They invest in so many other things, but not in this. So anyway, Jesus is again today talking about his parables. And it's interesting because in some places, Jesus says, I speak in parables so that you will better understand And then in other places, he says, I speak in parables so that they will not, they will hear, but they will not understand. And I guess the other thing going through my head as I was reading was the joint declaration between Catholics and Lutherans that took place, I think it was about 25 years ago, where they said this theology of grace that we used to argue about, we actually agree on it. So they signed a joint declaration saying, we all agree Only grace can save you, but we must cooperate with that grace. In other words, I don't get to heaven because of my good works, but I still need to do them. Good works, fasting, prayer, faithfulness to the commandments, faithfulness to one's vocation. These are the ways that we respond to God's grace, ways that we accept God's grace. We say to the Lord through these things, Yes, Lord, I want your grace. Yes, Lord. And so when Jesus says we have to do various things, feed the hungry, give clothing to the naked, 
visit the imprisoned and the sick. He's saying, yeah, you know, that's not your salvation, but as my followers, this is what you do. You cooperate with grace and then you get more grace and it grows. There's an increase of the life of grace the more we do good deeds. So once again, it's a similar, it's a similar thought to the whole idea of an investment. We invest in, and Jesus says it in another place, place your treasure in heaven. So this is our treasure that we're investing in. We're, we're building it up more and more and more. So Jesus says, my teachings and my parables, they're for you to continue to grow your investment. But if people have not accepted my grace, if people reject me, they're going to hear these parables and it's a way to keep them out. They're not going to understand. They're not going to get it. They're not going to accept it. And I guess one thing I've wrestled with over the years is why is that okay? Why does Jesus do that? Why does he say we want to keep out certain people? Well, it goes back to the idea of not casting your pearls before swine. Also, just the idea of heaven and hell. I mean, the Lord gives us all a choice and really heaven and hell, that choice that we have, it's all about love. Free will was given to us out of love so that we could love so that we wouldn't be robots. Otherwise, there's no relationship there. And now that we have free will, we can choose heaven or hell. We can choose it. It's up to us to make that choice. So in making the choice, I mean, you know, we don't want a heaven that's filled with people that have not made the choice. You know, you can't force people into heaven. Heaven is more of a relationship than it is a place. Heaven is a state of being in union with God. Hell is a state of being in separation from God. And these are eternal realities. We either have them or we don't now and for eternity. It's not just suddenly going to change when we die where the Lord's going to say, okay, come on in with all your sins and therefore ruin heaven with your pride and your selfishness. So we work on ourselves and uh, so the Lord allows us into the fold. And yeah, he, it's like the weeds and the wheat. Yeah, while we're here on earth, they grow up side by side. But then at some point, there's going to be a judgment and they will be separated. It needs to happen. For now, we have a mixture. So yeah, I would think, well, why doesn't the Lord just want everybody to hear and understand? Well, I, I think of the swine. And when I think of swine, you know what I think of Peter Sellers in the Pink Panther, when he gets really mad and something doesn't work and he's doing his detective work, he calls it swine. <laughs> he says uh, he can't get across the moat. He says swine moat. It can't get the bridge town swine bridge. Anyway, that's a little side note. Um, so Jesus says, do not cast your pearls before swine. I think of the world today and how... Um, it's one thing to try to evangelize people. It's another thing to pour our hearts out in front of people who are going to trample on them. This is true in our faith. It's true in our families and our relationships. We have to be careful. I think of St. Francis de Sales saying, if people say horrible things about you, which they will, pay your tribute to the truth and then walk away and then leave it alone. In other words, speak the truth and go get away. Don't keep arguing with the person. Don't stay engaged where now it's going to drag you down. And I guess the ultimate thing that I'm thinking of here 
It's a great lesson in relationships, but it's also, it applies to our relationship with God and our relationship with the world and, and our faith. Um, Elred of Raveau is a saint who wrote a treatise on friendship, that friendship is a virtue and it's how to be a good friend and how to have good friends. And he says, friendship must be tested. So this is very much in line with what our Lord is talking about, about choosing, you know, are you, are we, do we have the investment or do we not? Are we, are we followers of Jesus or are we not? The line is going to be drawn more and more clearly as time goes by. And Elred of Raveau talks about how you need to choose your friends very wisely and you give them that period of uh, probation, I guess, to see if you can trust them. Are they trustworthy? And if they break your trust, then they're not your friend. You know, it's one thing if a person makes a momentary mistake, but it's another thing if the person intends to just break your trust, whether it's to tell lies about you or what have you, whatever it is, a person being unfaithful, that's not a friend. They're, they're not worthy of trust. St. Elred says we have not only an obligation to be charitable towards all people, but we have an obligation to be a good friend to a certain small number of people in our lives that the Lord has given us. And we test to see who's a good friend because the friend and the friendship isn't just for me or the other person. It's for both. So I strive to be charitable towards this person at all times in reason, of course, you know, in balance, but I strive to see, is this person worthy of my friendship? And it's the same thing the Lord does with us. And this is the point about the parables. The Lord is testing us to see, are we going to break his heart over and over again? He still extends the olive branch. He's still open to us. As long as we're living and breathing, we can still turn to him. But the Lord doesn't allow his own heart to just be broken over and over again in that, you know, our Lord's not a pushover. The Lord is not just, you know, we're not in dialogue with the Lord when we're not, <laughs> right? We're not in a friendship with the Lord when we're constantly singing against him and we're not repenting and we don't care. It's one thing. Yeah, you have a relationship with God. You make mistakes. You go to confession. That's one thing. But we either reject him or we accept him. We're either his friends or we're not. And this time that we're here in the world is for him. It's, this is our probationary period for him to say, is this person my friend? If so, I'm going to put this person on a throne in heaven. I'm going to put a crown on this person's head. I'm going to empty out my graces into this person's heart and into their life. But if not, if this person has rejected me, if this person is not thinking of me, if this person is not turning to me as their best friend, then I'm going to close things off from them. I'm not going to cast my pearls before swine. Of course, a major player in all this, this uh, discerning of whether we are or are not the friends of God is Our Lady. Of course, she's the one that draws us in. She prays for us to be close to her son. She's the mother of the home, which is the church. She's the mother of the family. So, you know, if we struggle with our relationship with Jesus, we go to Mary. And Mary, you know what a good mother does. She tries to smooth everything over. She tries to make everything easy. She tries to make that connection and unite our hearts. So let us turn to Our Lady 
that we may be on the inside of the home, (laughs) that we may be making the investments, that we may be loving Jesus with all our hearts and staying as close to him as we can possibly be and never, never being counted among those where the Lord says, I'm sorry, I never knew you. And he says there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. It really is up to us. So I pray, Lord, let me always be your friend. Let me always hear and understand. Let me always grow closer to you. And I pray that for all of you as well. Have a great day. God bless you.